Welcome to the Steelers Edge webinar featuring Kevin Gilbraith with a workshop describing how, why, and when to create your dealership's own captive insurance company. Kevin Gilbraith is a certified public accountant and senior tax manager for Crow Horwath LLP, an international accounting and consulting firm that serves a large group of auto retailers worldwide. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealers Edge. And and it takes less time to distribute those profits to the owners. Hey, Kevin? Yes, sir. Uh, this looks like a good time. Can we stop for a few questions here? Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Uh, first question, uh, how, does, how does having a captive insurance company differ from the concept of self-insurance? Good question. So self-insurance is in what I would define that is is anything that your uh, let's say you have a six month powertrain warranty guarantee for every vehicle you sell well you don't really have an, a policy out there that you give to the customer it's basically your word that you're giving the customer if they have any problems with their powertrain in the first six months you'll come in and pay for it that's a self-insured risk. Um, the main difference is when you have a captive insurance company come in and underwrite a policy for it and follow all the IRS rules and regulations, the dealership gets a deduction for the premium that they pay for that insurance. Whereas on the self-insured risk side, you don't get a deduction until you actually have a loss event. Okay, and if you don't have a loss event, event and you just the, the money just stays in the dealership, then that becomes a, potentially a higher tax burden. For, Correct. Uh, yeah, your your okay. dealership profits stay inside the dealership on that self-insured risk, and then they're taxed at the normal okay. maximum tax rates. Okay, and that that brings the next question: What where where are, where would we find the tax savings in setting up a captive insurance company? as opposed to just staying with conventional insurance? So the tax savings, which I'll get into more in detail later and in some slides ahead, but the tax savings really come from the fact that the dealership can deduct the premiums that they pay over to their captive insurance company, and they're getting those deductions at ordinary income tax rates. And that money is going over to a company that the dealer also owns. But if you have it structured correctly, those, those premiums received are not considered taxable income in the same year. It's, it's a whole different structure on how an insurance company is taxed when you have an 831B election. Okay. Uh, are there any restrictions or requirements on where the where the, where the insurance company, the captive insurance company, is domiciled. Uh, I know that it used to be uh, people would refer to offshore companies. These would all be housed in Bermuda or someplace like that. Is that still the case? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, so what we've found over the years and, in, and as the laws have changed is that um, you want to domicile uh, you can domicile anywhere you want in any state that has laws that um, allow captive insurance company structure. 
and you can also domicile these things offshore. But we found that all the laws and the compliance that you have to go along with just to achieve the 831B and the safe harbor structure in the IRS's eyes, it really, there's no, there's no real cost benefit of domiciling offshore because it ends up actually costing a little bit more. We find that it's better to find a state that has favorable captive insurance laws. Um, some of the most common ones, states that people use, are Nevada, Delaware, um, Tennessee, Vermont. Though all of those states have favorable captive insurance laws and regulations and, um, and enough, enough case law and precedent out there that we feel comfortable um, domiciling in those states. That, that doesn't mean you can't domicile in other states. Those are just the more favorable ones because of the laws that they have on the books. Okay. And uh, you showed us a long list of, uh, of risks that could be uh, insured by a captive insurance company. Uh, can we do all that with one captive insurance company, or do we need to set up multiple companies uh, to cover each risk, each type of risk? Great question. Uh, you really only want to set up one captive insurance company, and, it, and that one captive can cover all of those risks that we were talking about earlier. Um, and the reason you only want to set up one is because um, while these things are very, very beneficial, they're also they're expensive to initially set up, and there's an annual there's annual cost that you need to pay to maintain maintain them, just like any other business. You got to file a tax return, you have to do um, all your underwriting, and you have to compile with the annual reporting requirements. So there really is. Um, a lot of incentive to just set up all these risks under one captive insurance company. Okay. All right. Well, that's the questions for now. Why don't we uh, take a look at the profile of a dealership group that would best be positioned to take advantage? All right. Thanks, Mike. Um, and like Mike said, let's look at the profile of um, dealership groups that we found.